Says. Hello and welcome to episode 16 of Survey Says, the podcast where we send out surveys collecting the thoughts and opinions of the public to share them with you. My name is Mel and I am joined with co-host Matt Thomas and today we are going to discuss philosophical questions. That's right, we'll be discussing a few different questions including what is the meaning of life, is it ever okay to break the law, and do we need evidence to know the truth? So many hard-hitting questions. Clickbait? <laughs> um, we will be chatting about our own views on things as well as share the responses that we gathered in the survey, obviously, as it being survey says. That's our whole dynamic. The whole thing. Um, a little bit more about survey says before we get started. We release a new survey every month, preparing three episodes ahead with questions surrounding a different theme each time. The two Survey Says editions are I'd Be The Man with Alex McIntosh, focusing on women's empowerment, feminism, and life experiences. And there is also All The Things, which is what you're listening to now, with Matt Thomas focusing on cool science, pop culture sort of stuff. And there is a new episode released every Tuesday, and you can catch up on what you've missed at surveysayspodcast.com. So to start off with, we'll look at the statistics of who did our survey. So under 18-year-olds take up 6% of our survey respondents. 18 to 24-year-olds take up 56%. 25 to 34-year-olds take up 6%. 45 to 55 take up 17%, and 15% didn't give their age. As for our gender split, 46% are male, 14% are female, and 40% didn't give their gender. Yes, we had a few responses this time around not giving us their, their name, their age, or their gender, which is totally fine. Probably irrelevant. Well, I mean, it, it helps us know who we're talking to. Yeah, I suppose. More dudes are okay with giving their genders. Well, you don't know. The 40% uh, yeah, of anonymous could very much be ladies. It could be robots. <laughs> you never know. All right. Well, uh, like we said, this episode is on philosophical questions, and this episode was actually your idea. Yeah, it was my idea. I've been doing a lot of reading about philosophy. Uh, I've looked into some books that were recommended to me. One of them is actually The Essence of Happiness by His Holiness the Dalai Lama, which in his book, is, it's kind of like a milk and, milk and vine book with just like inspirational quotes, you know, just like easy, easy short poems. And one of the chapters is called The Purpose of Life. So it's kind of fitting for our very first question, what is the meaning of life? So let's have a look at what the Dalai Lama thinks the purpose of life is, shall we? And I quote, I believe the very purpose of our life is to seek happiness. That is clear. Whether one believes in religion or not, whether one believes in this religion or that religion, we are all seeking something better in life. So I think the very motion of our life is towards happiness. There you go. So his answer is one of the multiple choice question, uh, multiple choice answers that we had. Yes. Uh, so as Matt just mentioned, the first question is, what is the meaning of life? The multiple choice questions we had for this question were happiness, love, money, power, fulfillment, and other, where the respond responders could um, say any answer that they wanted to. Um, so obviously the Dalai Lama believes that happiness is the the meaning of life. But yeah. I feel like li it's such a open-ended question. Yeah, anyone can believe whatever they want. Yeah. So what do you think the meaning of life is? Uh, for me, I think it's fulfillment. Hmm. I want to leave this earth knowing that I've had a good life and I've gotten the most out of it, and I want to achieve everything I set out to achieve. I feel like that's almost 
I think for me, I definitely feel that too. Mm. Um, I've always thought that I wanted to get to the end of my life and be happy with how far I've come and what I've experienced. I, u- I used to suffer from um, FOMO, the right. fear of missing out. Yeah. And that's where I was kind of like, I didn't go to the party. I wish I did. And, you know, I wish I could ex- have all these experiences I can talk about when I'm older um, and look back on the happy memories and such. And I definitely still feel that like I, I want to I wanna travel, I want to succeed in my career and I want to have, you know, everything around me. So I get it's, I'd, I'd also say fulfillment because like the other ones are like the meaning of life. I mean, obviously to be happy, everyone wants to be happy. You don't want to end sad, but sometimes you can't, that's not something you can control. Yeah. And I feel like if you're, if you have a fulfilling life, you've had a happy life. And you've had control over that as well. Yeah. Like with the other choices, happiness. Sometimes you can't control that. Um, money, you have some... Con- I mean, everything you have some control over. Yeah. But if you don't have money, sometimes it's not your fault. If you don't find love, then I mean, again, you tried, but it's not your... You know, you had no real control over that but when it comes to fulfillment you can go i want a fulfilling life i'm gonna go do that yeah so yeah it's the most control you have i guess i suppose and some other books i've been reading are the consolations of philosophy by elaine de baton who is a swiss philosopher who currently works at harvard university in america he pretty much covers um seven chapters basically focusing on one philosopher each and the seven chapters, uh, six chapters, sorry, uh, about unpopularity, not having enough money, frustration, inadequacy, uh, broken heart, and difficulties. So, like, not having enough money, he basically focuses on Diogenes. And because Diogenes was a, uh, a philosopher back in the time of Alexander the Great, who had nothing but a bowl to eat and drink out of. He was poor, he had no clothes, he lived on the street. But he was happy because, you know, as the, go- as the saying goes, mo money, mo problems. So the only thing he had in his possession was a bowl to eat and drink out of and anything else. He just didn't see the intrinsic value of owning. So having enough money or having money doesn't essentially make you happy. Sure, it gives you access to things that can make you happy. But only that is a, is a fleeting pleasure. Yeah, if you end up like having a lot of money but not doing anything with it or not having anyone to share it with. Yeah. It kind of takes away from it, makes it almost pointless. Yeah, like you can only buy so many cars. You can only yeah. have so many houses. But will that make you happy at the end of the day? I don't think so. So happiness comes from within, which clearly Diogenes had. He had intrinsic happiness, not external happiness like Alexander the Great did. And he had like $550 million worth of gold. Oh, my goodness. He had everything. That's a lot of gold. <laughs> and he set out to find Diogenes and learn from him. Oh, wow. So, he was clearly not a happy dude. There you go. And then the other book I've been reading is 12 Rules of Life, An Anecdote to Chaos by Jordan B. Peterson, who is a psychologist in Canada. So, yeah, he just basically says, um, these are 12 things that you can do or change about your life to make you happy. Cool. Stuff like that. They and sound like good reads. This are, uh, and it's not like the it's not like the things you would expect. Like, the whole one of the 12 rules for life is um, pet a cat. <laughs> And like you know that that's that's spri- it's a small thing that springs off to like you know you're outside you're in, you're you're um, participating right. in nature, you, know, you have compassion for something stuff like that. So it's not really heavy, 
and it's not really like you know life-changing like oh you've got to have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank account yeah no it's like small stuff that it's the little things that count cool well now we know what we would both choose let's see what the survey responders said the first response is from an anonymous anon with no age (laughs) Um, they just said happiness. The meaning of life is to find your best way of enjoying it without hurting anyone else. Yeah. You can't bring happiness by hurting someone else without being a cold monster. Our second response was from a anonymous gender name, but they gave their age 25 to 34. Their meaning of life is money. I'd rather cry in a Lambo than a Mazda. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, I can see your point. Yeah. But... Man, that's sad. <laughs> Look, not yet. That Look, could be happy crying in a Lambo. Could. That you could bought be. it with all yeah. your money. Mm-hmm. True. True that. Our next response is from Meza. She's a female in the age range of 45 to 54. She says, love. Be kind and in the moment. Yeah. One of, one of the things I don't think I could live without is a, a, a soulmate. <laughs> you claim me a soulmate? Maybe. I think love is definitely an important part of of life, whether it be with a partner or just experiencing the love for things. Right, yeah. Um, life, uh, love just unlocks so much more about life. It does. It it changes the perspective you have on a lot of things. I touched on it briefly with Alex in our last episode on fate and coincidences um, and how looking at life with just that little bit of magic, yeah. I guess, can just change your perspective. On things like even love in the sense of family and friends. Yeah. Love in the sense of a freaking TV show, yeah. you know, science fiction characters. Yeah. The, the love and, and passion for your career, loving something is definitely important and brings that little bit of extra magic and that little bit extra meaning mm. to life. 100%. Not, not to be the absolute meaning because you can definitely... I'm, like there are heaps of there like, are happy singles out there completely in People your area with like careers you know through the roof they have a happy family or even if you don't have a family you can still love you know loving yourself is also extremely important like my uncle he's 50 years old and he doesn't have anyone no kids no wife but he's, he's got one of the happiest family. guys i know exactly um so i don't think love is the absolute meaning of life but it's definitely an important factor and um for the love is important for the conservation of life because that's how babies are made. That too. <laughs> so, yeah, without love, we wouldn't be here. So, our next response was from a male named Matty, age range 18 to 24. He chose other and he explains a quote from William Shakespeare. The meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away. That's nice. So, helping, helping yeah. others, I think, is what he's trying to get across. Everyone has something to offer. And everyone needs something you have to offer. Yeah, I guess that the meaning of life is to find your gift. We'll we'll put that in an example. Like the meaning of life is to find your gift, say happiness. You know, say the meaning of life is to find happiness and then share happiness too. I think that's a legacy. Like leaving leaving something behind that you you, um, created. That makes sense. Um, next response is from a male named James. He is under the age of 18 and he says happiness. Happiness is what we all want and strive for. So it makes sense that it gives us meaning. Yeah. It's the most cliche choice for the meaning of life. Yeah. Our next response is from a female named Beck, age range 18 to 24. She chose other. 
and explains, I guess fulfillment in a sense, but more in the way of regretting the things I have done rather than regretting the things I haven't. So I guess it would be called FOMO. Right. <laughs> That's what I said. So yeah, she would. She doesn't want to leave life thinking what if. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next response is from an anonymous male in the age range of 18 to 24. He says, the meaning of life is love. In the literal sense, the meaning of life <laughs> is to procreate, make love, and continue your genetic line. In the more metaphorical sense, making others feel loved and appreciated. I mean, I didn't even read that before I made the love to make babies yeah. remark. <laughs> so, I mean, a non-male age 20, 18 to 24 is on the same wavelength as me. But yeah, in literal and metaphorical, love is important. It's definitely important part, 100%. yeah. And our last response is from another anonymous male, age range 18 to 24. He thinks happiness and explains all of these answers are important, some more than others. But nothing replaces that feeling of happiness for the true meaning of ex- existence. I, w- I will say, I think happiness seems to be the most chosen answer. We'll get to those results in a second. Mm. Um, I feel like everything, if you have everything else, happiness will come too. Uh, er, like all those choices will in turn somehow make you happy. Having money make you happy. Having love will make you happy. Having a fulfilling life will make you happy. Yeah, 100%. So at the end of the day happiness everything seems to lead happiness is the tree where all the other choices are branches of that was that was deep (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah with that with all the answers said and done um the response with the most answers 33 percent of people did say happiness was the meaning of life with 22 percent of people saying love and other um so that's 22 percent for both answers um, and then 17% said fulfillment and 6% said money. I agree with that hierarchy. Moving on to the second question. Um, it is, mm, it's more of a morality question. Yeah, more ethics and morals. Yeah, which is, is it ever okay to break the law? If so, why and when? Yeah. Mm. Mm. What do you think? <laughs> I'm going to ask you first. Well, I still haven't made up my mind, actually. I don't think... Uh, well, I, I'm not absolute with this. It is okay to break the law mm. in some in some instances. Very, few very few cases. Yeah. Very few, but I think that the places where you can are situations where it's a net positive for society and humanity. Right. For example, helping a slave escape. Interesting. So, like, um, there was a movie or a book that I read or I watched about um, people building tunnels to uh, have slaves escape from, like, their, their enslavers. Like, helping, helping slaves escape was illegal, but does that make it wrong? Right. Like, it's, it's a human being, mm. for crying out loud. Like, I think that, you know, it was a terrible thing to have happened, slavery, and people wanted to shut it down, but it couldn't happen for a while, so people just helped them escape to the north or the south or wherever they were safe. So I think that's a perfectly fine reason to break the law. Yeah, I'd have to agree with with that. Mm. I think, yeah, as long as it has some kind of positive yeah. outtake, right. like for more than just the person <laughs> breaking the law, mm. for example, like murdering someone... Oh, no, no. (laughs) Like, if that makes you happy, like, cool, but it doesn't make the rest of the world happy, so that's wrong. Um, Breaking the law in the sense, yeah, like, if someone's life is at risk, if 
someone's in danger and you need to access a restricted zone, but you see someone dying. Right. It's also um, like self-defense acts. um, Well, that's technically not breaking the law. Well, you can go to prison. Like you can get in trouble in in certain... Like like if I were to stab someone, right, just Mm. out of nothing, I get in trouble, right? Of course. But if someone's trying to stab me and I stab them back first, that's also breaking the law but it's in self-defense yeah so it helps you but self-defense is a law you're allowed to protect yourself it is so it's not really breaking the law but see that that's where it's kind of like the gray area yeah yeah i totally get you oh also i saw this on tiktok yesterday about a very very smart criminal who broke the law for his own self-benefit so what he did was he robbed a bank by going up to a teller and slipping a piece of paper underneath the, the glass thing, it said, this is a robbery, give me $1. But you'll, you'll hear why in a second. <laughs> the previous day, he wrote to the newspaper saying that he is going to rob the bank, and he also called the cops saying, I'm going to rob a bank. Why, why would he do this? This is the reason. He was suffering from a terminal illness that he could not get cured because he doesn't have state health care. And the only place that state healthcare is free is in prison. Oh, my God. So, he broke the law for a good reason. (laughs) So, he could not die. Wow. I forget this gentleman's name, but I saw it. Did he get arrested? He he got arrested, yeah. For how long? Oh, I I don't know. But he he lived and he got the help he needed all because he uh, robbed a bank for a single dollar. Wow. So, that's breaking the law. And I think that's okay. That's because he didn't hurt anyone. Like no, he 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 knew the loopholes around the law. That's so interesting. Yeah, how cool is that? That is pretty cool. Yeah, it didn't hurt anyone. All no. he did was put himself in prison mm-hmm. to live. Yeah, how interesting. Clever, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> this was in America, by the way. I don't know if that yeah. would fly in Australia. I don't think so. Um, well, that's pretty cool. Uh Um, well, yeah, with that, the question being, is it ever okay to break the law? Why and when? Let's head to the responses we had in the survey. First response is from a female named Beck in the age range of 18 to 24. She says, yes, when someone's life is in danger and you have the ability to save it. Yeah. Protection or self-defense or something like that. Yeah. Our next response is from a male named Matty, age range 18 to 24. He also says, yes. He says, this is such a deep question because you can go into debates about laws that were made to ostracize people, keep communities and demographics oppressed and poor. I would say that gay people breaking the law by engaging in same-sex relationships is okay because that law goes against something I feel should be allowed. That's where it's kind of, yeah. yeah. That's another, yeah. Well, I, I don't think the government should be sticking its nose in other people's Other people's business like that anyway. Yeah. Like, Love is love. Love whoever the hell you want without anyone having to tell you otherwise. There are so many... He's right. There are so many laws, so many debates. There's so many levels of law, Yeah. right? Like there's killing someone and then there's same-sex relationships. Like moving to... or Traveling to a different country, getting married there and then coming home. So you're technically married, but in a country where you're not allowed to have same-sex marriage. Yeah, right. Stuff like that. Next response is from a male named James. He's under the age of 18 and he says yes. 
If something ever requires you to bend the law to do something good, you should. Well, that goes into a question: What is good? Sure, he means like in a in a societal way. Trying to save someone or something like that. I hope that's his answer. It would be. (laughs) Our next response is from a male named Kid Boeing, age range 18 to 24. He says, yes. And his answer is fighting against police brutality. That comes in into play with the very recent events, obviously, with the BLM, with the riots and such. Um, so it's very relevant. Mm. Um, yeah, look, I think that also just comes under fighting for your own rights and keeping yourself safe. Hundred percent. If it breaks the law, it's kind of like, oh, it shouldn't be. I was saving myself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if anyone's acting unlawfully against you, you should definitely have the right to stand up for yourself. Completely. Our next response is from a male with no name in the age range of 18 to 24. He says, yes, it is okay to break the law. Um, Proceeding to say, if it's a stupid or immoral law, for example, it was legal to own slaves in the US, but it doesn't mean it was right. 100%. You were just talking about that earlier. Our next response is from a female named Rebecca, age range 18 to 24. She says, yes, when it's the right thing to do. Not all laws are fair and when necessary should be broken. I see, a, I see a pattern here. Me too. Next response is from an anonymous male in the age range of 18 to 24. He says, yes, sometimes our humanity and morality needs to step up and be more important than justice, such as a homeless man stealing a can of beans to feed his starving children. Yes, he did do something wrong in the eyes of the law, but should we punish the man for supporting his family the only way he could? Yeah, that's a, it's a gray area as well. Yeah. Because like, if you're a cop and you saw that, like, what would you do? Our next response is from Anonymous Anonymous in the Adrian of Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> they say, yes, when the law is fundamentally morally wrong, it is your duty to disobey. Mm. Probably like talking about slavery or, yeah, you know, protecting the greater good. Mm. And the final response is from a male named Dave in the age range of 45 to 54 saying yes in emergency situations that are life and death. 100%. So there seems to be a very big People believe more in justice than law. Yeah. And that does so say in our results for this question. Yes. Which is, is it ever okay to break the law? Why and when? Um, 83% of respondents said yes. Leaving 17% of people to say no. And as you may have noticed, there were no elaborated responses. I guess they just didn't want to elaborate on their answer. I'm curious as to what their justification was. Yeah, me too. Um, But yeah, so 83% of people said yes and 17% of people said no. All right. So moving on to the final question of this episode on philosophical questions. The question being... Must we have evidence to know the truth? It's a bit of a funny question. There was a little example that was put into the survey when it was out. Oh, yeah. Which was um, if a tree falls in the middle of a forest and no one hears it, is does it still make a sound? Yeah. Um, that's the more obviously literal way of putting it. It's a question of it happened, but no one heard it happen. So, so did, did it, it happen? happen? <laughs> For, well... To clear things up, to, for that to answer that question, the answer is yes. The sound still happens, and yes, that did happen. Unless that tree knows how to break physics, it happened. Yeah, be because his here's the answer to that long Philip. You know that question that everyone always. I remember being asked this question when I was so young. Yeah, it was like the groundbreaking question of year five. It's like, but how can you know? How? But how do you know? 
Well, from what I've learned in my years of study, when a tree falls, it it breaks, right? Right. And when it when things break, it produces a sound. Yeah, when it crashes, it makes a sound. It produces sound. Sound is a wave, mm. a vibration through the air, um, and that vibration happens whether an ear picks it up or not. Yeah. So when when something breaks and the vibrations are through the air and it goes into your ear hole, <laughs> you you hear the thing happening. But even if there are no ears to pick up that vibration, the vibration is still happening. Yeah. I'm producing the sound. So the answer is yes. If a tree falls in the middle of the forest and no one is around to hear it, does it still make sound? The answer is yes. Yes. And that's as smart as Mel gets. That's as smart as Mel Um, gets. So that's the more physical, um, I I guess, answer to the question. Yeah. Otherwise, bringing it into must we have evidence to know the truth to do things with like with lying and and in, like, you know. instances where it's appropriate in a court of law. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Must we have evidence to know the truth? Most times, yes. See, the tree falling in a forest example, you don't need evidence to know it's true because that's, that's how the world works. It's science, yeah. It's just science. It's physics. As you said, it's a pressure wave that produces sound. Yeah. Crashing objects make boom. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> But, see, that example, it doesn't affect anything other than the ground beneath which it falls. Mm-hmm. Say, for example, two people are having a heated on conversation and they say, Ooh, you hit me, but the other person didn't hit you. I need evidence to know if it's true or not because that can throw someone in jail. Yeah, for abuse and violence and oh, Yeah, for violence. And, like, you know, if you're going to throw someone in prison... I want to know that they did what you say they did. That's where the innocent till proven, proven guilty. guilty thing comes in. Yeah. But it, it could also get more serious with more serious accusations where it can be one person's word against another. Yeah. And, and that's, like it did happen, but like no one was around kind of still. It's like. It goes both ways because there are. There are in a, situations where so hard. they are innocent and no one's around to prove them guilty and they're guilty but no one's around to prove them guilty yeah but we can't live in a world where people are guilty until proven innocent otherwise yeah. everyone, everyone would be in jail yeah that is true I because feel like- i could say something about you right now and it's completely false but you'll be thrown in jail yeah. That's just a toxic society. I think we, we live in a society where you need to prove that something happened. Beyond reasonable doubt. Yeah. It, well, I mean, look, putting it in the, in the most simple, simple, innocent way in an essay. When you do an essay, you need to reference a website and you need to reference where you got that information from. You can't just write, oh, um... I don't know what what's a fact or or not a fact. Cut the sky is the sky is um, the sky is, is green. green, right? You need to be able to back that up with evidence. Back that up with evidence besides just say, oh, look at the sky, right? You know, I mean, that's kind of physical evidence. Uh, what what what's something? Um, s- sound is a pressure wave, right? You can measure that. You can measure that. And there are so many articles proving that's a thing. Right? Yeah. You, need, you need proof. You can't just say it and then believe it. You know, yeah. it's like, how do you know? Like, Where is the proof? But saying elephant poop can cure cancer. <laughs> you need the proof. You need proof. Yeah. 
You need you need a study group to bathe in elephant poop. Yeah, so the 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 humane part of me wants to believe everyone. You know, wants to I want to believe the good. If someone says that something bad happened to them, I want to believe them. Of course, you would sympathize with them greatly. Yeah, but it's like I need the evidence. But like be, I need yeah, to know that that actually happened. Otherwise, you could be lying, and you know it's. It's a really hard, touchy subject to to really mm. understand. Yeah. But uh, for that, I would say, yes, we do need evidence to know the truth. Because even, even with that tree situation, you know, uh, you would see that the tree was once there and then it's gone. Mm. So, you know that something happened to you know it. it. So, fell. you know that it fell. So, you know that it would made, have made a sound. sound. And that's from... And that's on science. And that's you know. how the world works. Um, so, yeah. I say yes. Do you say yes? I say yeah. I say almost. Only, but, but most of those situations it's, is when it affects someone's life. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see what the survey responder said. Let's do it. First response is from a male named Matty in the age range of 18 to 24. He says Yes. Saying, absolutely, if a tree falls in a forest and no one is there to hear it, we know based upon centuries of study and experience that trees, A, can fall down and B, make sounds when they do. I think this fallacy comes from a subtle desire most of us have to center ourselves in the narrative of everything. Things only matter if we experience them and if we don't experience them, then they don't matter or even exist. That's why I sort of take issue with the phrases, your truth and lived experience. They Denote that your perception of things trumps the objective truth. Absolutely. 100% Interesting way agree. to put it, yeah. Our next response is from a female named Beck, age range 18 to 24. She says, yes, people lie. I want to trust in others. However, that's also signing myself up for heartbreak. Everyone is innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, like the example you brought up, like if someone tells you a story about, ooh, how that terrible man hit me, like... uh what do you do like yeah. if there's nothing to prove like if you have no bruises if you have no footage or no reason to believe otherwise it's your word against his yeah and she could be a, a lying monster yeah Manip- it could go both ways yeah next response is from a male named kid boing he's in the age range of 18 to 24 he says no um, proceeding to say you can know in your heart whether something truly loves you even without any physical evidence of them saying it so he went for the perspective of, of love and relationships and such i agree with him in that instance yes yeah, like when someone tells you the truth sometimes you just know you it's just like believe them. when you say you love me like i can't look into your mind and think of see if you're lying i believe you because you know I trust you. I love you. But that goes to into trusting and... A whole lot of things. A whole lot of things. Our next response is from an anonymous male, age range 18 to 24. He says, yes. Otherwise, it's based on purely what others say. If I said to you that the earth was flat, <laughs> you'd want evidence. Here we go again. As there is none due to it being a potato shape. You would know it is not to be true. Go to our very first episode if you want to learn yeah, more about our thoughts flat on flat earth, earth theory. Indeed. Uh, next response is from a female named Meza in the age range of 45 to 54. She also says no. There have been many situations in which I have been telling the truth but could provide no evidence to back my truth. It's hard. 
when no one believes you. When no one believes you, when it happens, um, it's such a slippery slope. It is, but I, I agree that like it sucks when no one believes your story. But they realistically, go, oh, it's, bu- it's all bullshit. It's yeah. like, oh, you're just lying for attention or blah, 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 whatever the case may be. But if we base a structure of like, you know, society and law and order on that, where you don't need evidence to claim anything, it's toxic and destructive. Let's put it into the perspective of working in retail and refunding a product. <laughs> all right. So it's like coming in to a retail store. With, say, a phone charger, without a receipt, without packaging, and saying, hey, it's faulty. Um, can I get a refund? So I- <laughs> Where's your receipt and original packaging? Otherwise, how do, expect, how, do, how do I know you bought it here? Well, that's exactly right. I, I need the proof in this world to know that you bought it. Because if I make the exception, this is where I'm, where I'm really going. If I make mm. the exception for you... I have to make the exception for, for everyone. everyone. So I'm I'm such an advocate for like believing. Like I'm really good hearted. Like I want to believe you. If you like tell you're me sympathetic for the person if they bought the wrong item. Completely. I'm like I understand. Uh, you know, you need a refund, but I need to prove that rules you, are rules that you won. <laughs> I don't make the rules. Yeah. <laughs> One that you actually bought it from our store, and two. That it's actually faulty. Well, you, you can test faulty products, but yeah, need the need the receipt, need the proof of purchase. You need proof. So yeah. Uh, Otherwise, you can steal anyone's charger and get money back for it, and that's stealing. Yeah, it's just the world that we live in. Our next response is from an anonymous male, age range eighteen to twenty-four. He says, "Yes, truth without evidence is hearsay, rumors, Chinese whispers. Without evidence, we would believe anyone, any anything anyone says." Yeah. Once yeah. again, the world we live in. It goes, just, it goes down to who's the best liar. I guess. And that's a really bad way to live. Yeah. And the final response is from our anonymous Anon in the age range of Anon. Um, he says, well, they, they say, sorry, must we have evidence to know the truth? They say yes. Because truth without evidence isn't truth at all. Truth depends on facts and evidence. Without it, it's all hearsay. If it's true, then it's a science. If it's not true, then it's a belief. Ooh. But then it could be true. But there's no proof. Yeah. If you can't prove something, then it can't be true. It can't be 100% true. That's, it might, it wow. might be, tr- it might be true to you. Up, that just brought up a whole lot more questions about beliefs and such. That's interesting. Mm. We won't go into that. That's a but whole thing. If you can prove something, it's objectively true. Right. It's if like you obviously. can't prove something, it's subjectively true. Mm. Bring that, in the, that might be a good sum up. Telling the real truth. Ooh, bring it. Breaking it Spreading down. Spreading the. Take that, anonymous, anonymous, Adrian, anonymous. <laughs> um, <laughs> and finally, we'll end with the results for that question. Do we need evidence to know the truth? Seventy-two percent of people said yes. With 28% of people saying no. But those 28 give like individual instances to why they don't require evidence to know truth. I, I think it, it's more people who have been in that situation before where oh, yeah. someone didn't believe them 
and they were telling the truth, but they had no evidence. And that, once again, is subjective. It depends on the person. And that's where I get my sympathy from. A part of me wants to say no because I know that can happen. Yeah, it's happened to every. If you say it hasn't happened to you, it, yeah. you're lying to yourself. But also, it is unfortunately the world that we live in. It's the way the world works. And if we convict people or believe people without evidence all the time, then it's just a destructive society. Yeah, we'll go back to my example. If you have to do it for one person, you have to do it for everyone. 100%. Uh, so let's wrap it up, shall we? Let's just go back through everything that just happened. Oh, yeah. Give it a little recap. <laughs> Going back to the first question, what is the meaning of life? The top answer with 33%. Uh, people said happiness is the meaning of life. The second question was, is it ever okay to break the law? Why and when? 83% of people said yes, with 17% of people saying no. And finally, the last question, must we have evidence to know the truth? 72% of people said yes, with 28% of people saying no. And that concludes this episode on Philosophical Questions. We got deep today. Did we ever? That's what she said. Okay. Don't forget to follow the website, surveysayspodcast.com. There's also a Facebook page and Instagram. It's all linked on the website. And if you'd like to follow me personally, my account is Mel Maltby Radio. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, my handle is, is Matt Wynn Thomas, Y-W-Y-N-N-E. And it's the same on TikTok. Amazing. Amazing indeed. Also, if you'd like to subscribe to the podcast on your podcast app that you're listening to us on, you'll get a notification as soon as episodes pop up before it's even released on the website or on social media because it comes on at midnight, the night that it's released. So Tuesday at 12 a.m. So yes, subscribe. And if you want to leave a review as well, that's always good. Gives us good ratings and such. Makes more people listen. Gives us more range and variety to our surveys. And if there's any feedback you want to give us to help us improve our podcast, we're open to listen to that as well. Indeed. So next week's episode will be with Alex McIntosh and survey says, I'd be the man on the topic of social media. The next episode of All the Things with Matt and I will be up in two weeks from now on the topic of Harry Potter featuring special guest host from Coast FM 96.3, Brandon Atkins. We love Brandon. We do, so it'd be good to chat to him and see what house he would be in if he was in Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so we will talk to you. I'll talk to you guys next week with Alex and Matt and I will chat to you in a fortnight's time. See you then, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening. Thank you.